Hey, Parker. Hi, Krista. How are you? I'm fine. Good. Yeah. So, Parker, I did not overthink this. I didn't, you know, the living the questions is really, truly conversational and not the usual preparation I do. I just want it to be like it is when you and I get on the phone together. Yes. And we're going to be putting the Soul and Depression show out again also. Yeah. And um, there's a, the story you tell about your depression, which you told me in the show, which you've written about that no one ever forgets, is about the friend hmm. that you, you were depressed and kind of unable to see beyond, right? You, you're, one is so trapped and it is so dark all around. And words failed, and all the all the things people said that were trying to be helpful just made it worse. And you tell the story of this one friend who somehow knew um, to come to you, and he didn't try to talk, and he didn't tell you it was going to be better, but he rubbed your feet, mm-hmm. and that somehow he had touched the one place in you that still had feeling. And you know, when I think about that image, I just wonder. Um, what is the equivalent of what we can do in this culture right now <laughs> to find the places that can still feel comfort and to what's our communal equivalent of rubbing each other's feet? <laughs> well, I have to say, first of all, that I don't think anything can take the place of a good foot rub. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> you know, there's just something about... Uh, there's, as many people know, as you know, there's just something about, you know, that, that kind of bodily care mm-hmm. of, from a trusted person, um, which Bill Tabor certainly was for me, the late Bill Tabor, a man I always want to honor for helping to save my life. Um, it, there's there's something about that kind of touch that's just, uh, that reconnects you to the human community when you're in a state where you feel there's no possible way to reconnect. I mean, in, in that deep darkness where I hadn't, I wasn't, I wasn't just lost in the dark, I had become the dark. Yeah. There was not an atom in my body that felt connected to anything. I was just floating in cold outer space. And when Bill came to my house every afternoon to do that, he, he instinctively found the one place in my body where I could feel the sense of connection and kept doing that faithfully. The, uh, it's a great question. What's the, what's the uh, you know, the, the, William James asked, what's the moral equivalent to war? Well, what's the moral equivalent to a good foot rub? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what do you think? <laughs> well, I think, I think it's, I, I think, it, and this I learned from Howard Thurman. Howard Thurman has this way of being very, very gentle in his writing. I think it's one of the reasons that he must be read by more and more white people. That's one of the reasons that Greg Ellison wanted to put out this book um, uh, and asked me and Barbara Brown Taylor to write for it along with many other folks. Thurman had this had a, a way of, of speaking and writing gently, but Underneath that gentleness, there's a fierceness, and it's there's there's fierce love, there's fierce compassion, there, there's a claim on your life that that comes you know comes from so deep that it's hard to name the place. 
in him and reaches sometimes the same place in those who mm. who read him mm. um and so it it's 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 a there's a challenge in in the midst of the comfort and it, i i don't have um you know a, a formula for for how you do that for how you write that or how you speak that or how you be that but for me the implications are pretty clear i must cultivate in me the fierceness of truth, which which is that we have to, that, that that there there is ground under our feet. We we can find a way out, as millions of human beings over millennia have done. Um, but we can't do it by fighting, and we can't do it by ourselves. We must do it in community, and we must do it with an eye toward choosing life. At, at every step and then and we're going to need to forgive ourselves for choosing death mm-hmm. along some of those steps death, our own death not mm-hmm. not the death of other people but our own death we do sometimes choose that yeah. and and if that fierceness is in me and and I equally cultivate the the, the compassion the love that uh, that drives me to want to connect to as many people as possible. And frankly, if I look for those who are within reach of love and and not try to reach those who have in a very determined way put themselves beyond love, right. you know, then I have work to do in, in my own life. I have it to do day by day. Greg Ellison, my a mentor who's half my age, um, as and you know that I have many of those. Um, Greg Ellison says that his grandmother taught him that while he can't change the whole world, he can change what's within three feet or so. At, <laughs> okay, at, that's good. Yeah. At every moment of his life, you know. Right. And right. on Zoom, it's like we're within less than three feet, <laughs> yeah. right? And yeah. and we can do that at every moment. And he get, he hands people mm-hmm. at his workshops a um, a tape measure, a, a yard long tape measure, and he says, "Just carry this with you, and at any given moment, stretch it out either literally or in your imagination, and and see what you what you might change for the better with the people you're with, the situation you're in, the writing you're doing." You know, et cetera, et cetera. I, I I've come increasingly to live by that because Krista, that goes in my journal of small successes. Right. When I can do that a few times today, you know, a, a day. Oh, I hit the, I hit the, the three foot mark, and that's good. <laughs> no, I I I think that this this is also it's such a great reality check because one of the most, I would say, morally distracting. And demoralizing realities of our life now is we get so fixated on these vivid and constant images of the worst, most violent um, actors and moments and forget and we and turn away, right? Dismiss what's possible within mm-hmm. within mm-hmm. three feet. Yeah. Oh, which is absolutely. to say in our lives, which is to yeah, say in abs- reality. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's where our power and our agency are at all times. You know, my conservative friends and even more the far right friends will often accuse people like me 
of being addicted to CNN. Well, I can't watch CNN. I, I have never been able to watch CNN for very long because there's five stories of, of you know, cataclysmic global problems on the screen at any one time. Yeah. Some of them scrolling, some of them in small boxes, some of them in big boxes. People raising their voices. They may be raising their voices on sort of, quote, my side of the political spectrum, though not always. But it drives me nuts. It disempowers me. It's uh -huh. not just it's not just brain chaos. It's disempowerment uh -huh. to have the world presented in a way that takes you so far beyond three feet or so that you just walk away thinking, I, th I think I'll have a drink. You know, there's nothing I can do. Right, right. Uh, so why do we engage in self disempowerment? Um, and that's why I like the David Wagner poem where he just says, "Stand still." You're not lost. You may think you're lost, but this forest knows where you are and, and listen for guidance. And having had that exact literal experience hiking in the wilderness one time, I think it's very real advice. Hmm. Sharon Salzberg told me about a Zoom event you all did where at some point, you know, mid-pandemic and at some point you... What did you do? You asked everybody in the room to say... Welcome to the human race, or I am. Yeah. What was? What did yeah. you do? Yeah, I love working with Sharon. Mm -hmm. She, you know, she's this master meditation teacher, and she's so centered. She's so real, but she's so yeah. centered. And and then I, I, you know, I I make jokes and I do something snarky, and um, I finally said we've we've got a great good cop bad cop routine going here. Right. Where Sharon's the good cop. <laughs> Um, so what I did, I, I, I simply quoted, we were, you know, we were talking, Sharon and I were talking about the same kind of tangles, this, the Gordian knots that you and I, Krista, mm -hmm. have been exploring this morning. And I said, sort of at the end of that <clears throat> effort to unravel some things and to confess our own sense of lostness and, and of sometimes impotence or ignorance in the face of all this, I said uh, that another thing that I learned in depression, because it was literally said to me by a therapist after I had revealed some things that I found most devastating about who I had come to know myself to be, after listening carefully um, to my, as it were, secular confession, he looked at me with real kindness in his eyes, and he said, welcome to the human race, um, which was a moment for me when I realized a couple of things. Nothing shocks this guy because he's seen it all. So I'm not nearly as special as I thought I was, <laughs> in, even, you know, even in my, in my shadow. And this does, this is part of the human condition to feel um, ignorant, to feel confused, to feel lost, to feel there's nothing I can do. And as long as we cling to those feelings, we will be ignorant, lost, and have nothing to do. Mm -hmm. But as soon as we can say, that just comes with the territory of being human, welcome to the human race, then we start to get liberated from those paralyzing emotions 
And there are things we can do, many things, within three feet or so, or maybe for some of us, five feet, 10 feet, 20 mm. feet, a mile. Mm. Your radius expands as mm. you walk this, this walk, it seems to me, with the help of other people. Right. You know, you've helped me. Greg has helped me. So many conversation partners have helped me. They're just endless. Courtney Martin. Yeah. So many people that I could name. Sharon Salzberg, who's a new partner for me. Mm -hmm. um, Valerie Carr, etc. Um, so many people have helped me. Um, I just can't get along without a lot of help from my friends. And that, too, offering ourselves in community to each other, whether it's foot rubs huh. or careful listening, is part of our, our way forward. And mm -hmm. I deeply believe that there is still that ground under our feet and that we can walk it, but we have to walk it together and keep saying in the face of all of our screw-ups, welcome to the human race. Mm. Okay, that's it. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. <laughs> uh, um, thank you. I love thank talking you. to you. Everybody's going to love hearing from you. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah. It was always great to talk to you. And yeah. your great staff. I really appreciate uh, oh, Julie and, and Zach and yeah. all the good folks who've helped set this up. Zach taught me how to operate uh, QuickTime. So there's a, that's a huge contribution to <laughs> my life. There you go. I will be making videos to look at myself <laughs> for days to come. <laughs> oh, all right. You take care until we speak again. I love you. I love you too. Take, okay. Be well, everybody.